0: now my focus is on, you know, getting my company Black and other Black-owned media to really, you know, own the digital space.
1: Welcome to the second episode of October. Okay, so just a heads up, I don't plan on doing two episodes for each month of this year. But I definitely want to do one for October since it's my birthday, homecoming, and both topics are HBCU. Um, The first one was more about HBCU coverage of the institutions and stuff like that. And this episode is definitely on sports. And I had a really fun podcast uh, interview with HBCU game days Stephen Gaither. Very, very fun. And I hope you enjoy it. Also. Um, I mentioned Perry White and Garrett Edgerson of On The Yard. So if you want to see the cool stuff they're doing as far as Southern, not only the athletics, the school, the band, basically there's a show that they're doing. You should follow On The Yard SU on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that is what the Facebook page is as well. So check that out and enjoy this episode. So can you tell me what you do
0: yeah so i i mean i do hbcu game day uh and people think that you know we're full-time and there's a lot of people working on it but mm-hmm. it's not um but i do have a main job uh, my, my primary job um and i work for a company doing um a company that is a content agency so we write sports content and it goes out uh to different uh different websites uh, around the country and across the globe. So that's mm-hmm. my nine to five, and that pays the bills. But uh, pretty much every time that I'm not there, I'm game day. So, yeah. Partner, uh, Tali Carr, who uh, does a lot of the video work, He's he's got um, a lot more video experience than television experience and things like that. So mm-hmm. uh connected with him in 2014. So this is our second year really – this is our second year really – uh, working together, and then you know, put a couple other people into the fold, um, and uh, photographers mostly in Houston and uh, and uh, Norfolk, and then just you know, uh, just trying to pull more people in, but you know, for the most part, it's myself and uh, Tali, and uh, picked up another partner named uh, Wally, and yeah, you know, just uh, But, yeah, most of this Twitter is me. You know, Facebook we collaborate on because that's been a really big growth point for us. But I pretty much run the the – most of the tweets, nine times out of ten, is me, except for a lot of times on game days, on game nights if I'm at a game. But even then, I'm still tweeting, so.
1: Yeah, the gifts, though, probably – it's not, like, the best part. I just think there's – your gift usage is hilarious
0: yeah i try to i try to i try to do i try to use them as best I can you know that you know once I figure out people respond to that I was like okay mm-hmm. cool and then i'll find something that no one else is using and I love to use gifts from nineties from nineties black media too so every time I can do that and uh mm-hmm. people can kind of identify you know i think I try to work because it's uh it's really with what I do it's a balance between you know, of course, it's HBCU, so a lot of my people that I that I follow and follow me are students, but then also there's alumni and, you know, and so I have to get kind of something that everybody can uh, identify with for the most part, so.
1: Why did you start HBCU Game Day?
0: Uh, I started it back in 2012, mainly because um, I wasn't getting any mainstream journalism jobs, like, full-time, like, I am. Um, so I went to Winston-Salem State University in North Carolina. You know, like everybody else, I wanted to go. You know, graduate and work for ESPN and all of that stuff. Uh, then heading into my last year of school, I was kind of had a. I wasn't really sure, um, just because of the way the industry was going. So mm-hmm. when I got out of school for a year, the first year I didn't do any journalism at all, and uh, then I decided I wanted to get back into it. So. I uh, freelanced at the Durham Herald Sun for a year, and then the Raleigh News Observer for two years. During that time, I was applying for jobs, you know, you know, journalism jobs, and I just wasn't getting any. or was, I really wasn't even getting my foot in the door at all, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I started to doubt myself. So I was like, you know what? I know I can do. I know that there's, you know, that, you know, hey, there's the Internet. There's always something that, you know, you do what you can do. And so I just said, hey, you know, I'll start this, because I really didn't feel like that was – one digital platform for uh, HBCU sports that really, um, really captivated anyone like that. Nobody it was like, you know, a couple different sites, but not, nothing where it said, hey, if I want to know about HBCU sports, if I want to know what's going on, I'm going to go. So I just decided to see if, uh, you know, I could create that. So that was 2012. And, you know, here we are, 2016, into the fifth football season like I said my background is journalism you know what I mean and the way things are going now you know it's really a mix you know you have to mix everything so you have to be you know especially starting out on your own with no with no backing um mm-hmm. you know you have to you know you have to uh really think not just like a journalist but also as a business model and kind of what you want kind of what you want your trademark to be and i definitely I uh, want to be someone where, you know, break news. You know, my my thing is, you know, like I see myself honestly as a competitor for ESPN for all of these other beat writers and just because, you know, I feel like that's a space that, you know, I can own. You know, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, I've, I'm starting to develop contacts and people are starting to let me know about things uh, before they happen. So, you know, I broke earlier this year. I, I broke a couple coaching hires and and – changes before they happen mm-hmm. um you know it's it's always a little it's always a little anxious because you you know but i trust my sources and i trust the people that i talk to cuz i know that they're in the know mm-hmm. and so sometimes i sometimes i end up being so early that it looks like it may not be you know it may not be you know is it true or is it not but you know this one i'm pretty confident on so i'm just waiting for the receipts to roll in on it so yeah but yeah i i definitely I definitely uh i whenever I feel like I can beat the beat writers, I feel like I've done you know my job at the journalism point so honestly this time of year in basketball when things are really going i mean i just i think I'm just on an adrenaline rush from from <laughs> from September so like what
1: has been like your biggest growth
0: point? I mean, yeah, it's definitely been video. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I think, you know, when I first started, I based, you know, like I said, when I first started, I was writing. I, all I did was mm-hmm. writing when I was in school, you know, journalism, you know, they were talking about convergence. But that was even before really just for college students. And it really wasn't a publishing platform. Mm-hmm. And I graduated in 2009. So, again, that's when Twitter was just starting to become, you know, what it ended up being. So, you know, I really didn't do anything video wise there. Um, So, my first year, the first, and you know, my first year, all I really did was written stuff. And then um, at the end of the year, there was a North Carolina anti North Carolina Central game, which is one of the big HBCU games. And I was in North Carolina Central's press box, and they didn't have, and they have a very small press box, and there was a lot of people there. So, I basically had to go outside.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: I'm a writer, you know what I mean? So, I'm like, what? Am I going to do outside? I've, I've just been sitting in the press box, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. my entire, you know, collegiate and then, you know, post collegiate career. So I went out there and all I had was my iPhone. Uh, so I just said, hey, you know what? I'm down here. Get some video. So I just got some little. And I was using some crazy looking little app and uh, and making and, and and I don't even remember what it's called now anymore. But just I saw I got a little bit of more of a response from that, and I learned you know quickly that people like to see things more than they like to read things. Now that's just the way that it goes. So mm-hmm. then you know a couple years down the line, the next year I did video from, like, an iPhone and iPad for the next year. Then I got a phone, I mean, a camera, and then, yeah, but video has definitely been the growth point. I mean, we just crossed the 14,000 fan mark now, but, I mean, honestly, if I look back a year ago, I don't think we had 3,000 fans. Um, So, yeah, a lot of that's been in the last year. Um, You know, with Facebook video posting straight to Facebook, you know, they really incentivize that more than YouTube so mm-hmm. just putting it out there, and you know, just really getting people aware of what we have out there, so that you know, once they're aware of it, then they like it, then they keep coming back. You know what I mean? It's 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 really a, a thing where we pretty much created an audience. Well, the audience existed, but it was yeah. no one really there to harness it. Just been trying to harness it there, and uh, but I mean, like when when someone new comes to this comes to the Facebook, like. You know, I can tell when someone new comes because it'll be, like, I'll have, like, w- within 15 minutes, I'll have, like, 25 new likes on something. And they'll be, like, and because they'll just be going through it. They'll be liking everything just because they didn't really know that it was there. They didn't know that it existed. So, yeah, just doing video, video highlights, uh, the stories. But then sometimes it's crazy things like now. I mean, last month we just had our biggest thing ever, which was, I don't know if you've seen it, Somebody Mama oh Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) out of out of everything that we have ever done (laughs) that is the biggest that is the biggest thing uh somebody mama you know what i mean but that's the that's you know that's the thing about uh you know it's still getting tweeted every day it's been uh, it's been over a month and it's our most watched video on uh on facebook but that's the thing about hbcu's and that's why I called it HBCU Game Day. I changed the name originally. It was HBCU Sports Central, which was too long. And I felt I wanted to get something that really encapsulated what I wanted. And that was not just the sports, but also the entertainment aspects of it and the fan aspects. So just everything that is HBCU Game Day. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know, that's I mean just just stuff like that. Just trying to be as many places as we can be. Um, And trying to just give people something that they're not getting anywhere else. That's my main thing. Like last night um, I was on, uh, last night I was at the game. And of course it's the ESPN game. But ESPN doesn't do the, uh, they don't do the halftime shows. Um, But you know, if you watch Mm, football coverage for all those years when they had it, that was their main thing. And so now that's kind of a gap. So you know, it was, uh, so last night I was like, well, look, I'm at a game and luckily, you know, usually I'm the only one there, but I had um, another, another shooter with me, uh, uh another, another guy with me. So I knew he was getting the main video. So I was like, look, I can just go live on Periscope and then, or well, I should have done Facebook live to be honest if I was thinking, but I did, but I did it. And, you know, people responded to it because people always say, well, we don't get, you know, we don't get the... Because ESPN is not built that way. ESPN has to promote all their other products. That's fine. I'll gladly step in if I'm there. So, mm-hmm.
1: so that kind of brings up another question because I know you started this like in the digital age. Do you think, and especially mm-hmm. like with with Perry and uh, Garrett are doing? Like, do you feel like there's a, like more like a, a resurgence or like a a new era of like people doing what BT used to do, as far as like. Of HBCUs and then especially the HBCU sports and the bands and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know, you look at BT and they did. I mean, they. I, I mean, I go back and I try. That's the other thing too. I'm a big historical person, so I try to go back and find as much historical footage as there is. That's one thing that has bothered me as a sports fan is there's not really a lot of sports, but there's man. If you go back, you can go back and find band footage back to the '60s and '70s and '80s. But, um, but yeah, you know, so I watched some of the, you know, you'd be lucky if you find anything probably before 2000, before the YouTube era.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I think BET did a lot of things right. And I think, you know, they got away from it. I think, left, I think because of the cost or whatever, I'm not sure what the particulars are. That was before mm-hmm. I was even paying attention or even knew what really you yeah. were. But um, I think, you know, they did a lot of things right. I think there are a lot of people that, you know, want that. And I think with ESPN, they're not getting, they're not getting that. I mean, everyone knows that ESPN is the dominant name in sports and that they are, um, and you know, and, and that they bring a lot of eyes. But I think a lot of people are missing that flavor. And I think, you know, mm. you see people like uh, Perry and those guys and myself, you know, we're just giving people the flavor that they want. And, you know, I think that people are responding to it.
1: You think there's other opportunities that people are going to start capitalizing on soon? Because it, it's like there's so many different ways, or or other opportunities that people can capitalize on that they haven't even thought about yet. Because there's so many different ways to tell so many different stories.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, technology is always evolving. Um, Facebook Live has been a game changer, you know, for a lot of things, you know, just life yeah. in general. But you know, a lot of things. You know, I don't want to give away too much of our secret sauce, but you know, yeah. just things like that. You know, things like that. Um, I mean, I think you just have to keep. I think my the whole thing is, and I think, you know, I think I've been lucky enough to come along at where I'm, just young and I'm just young enough to to really kind of stay on the cutting edge of what's going on, like know, like knowing mm-hmm. the new trends that are coming. Um, but then you know. As I'm getting older, I, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, I'm seeing some, uh, like last night I was seeing some HBCU, uh, they're probably run by students, or they're not run by students, they're just run by people who don't, who don't really have a journalism background, it's just kind of mm. everywhere. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, I just think, you know, again, it's just people staying abreast of the new technology, connecting with other people and keeping the conversation going. I mean, like I said, that's that's kind of what's been, been, you know, my MO and that's what's made things work for me so um yeah i think you know you just have to kind of always be uh open and, and looking at the new things and how you can how you can use them in a way that no one else is doing um you know i get a lot of flack a lot of times from people about you know well why isn't this covered why isn't that covered um you know and i'm like well you know we weren't there we can't get to there and they're like you know they'll you know they will push that there's you know a content out there but i don't want to i really don't want you to go to HCU game day and see anything else that you've seen somewhere else. If you're doing mm-hmm. that, then I I don't, I really feel like I'm not really giving you that much of a reason to click on HBCU Game Day. So, you know, I think it's uh, all about just getting out there and hustling and using the technology to your advantage.
1: Like you were saying, you have the stuff you already know about, and like, and then especially like your physical area. Is there other places that you like? Oh, I wish somebody was doing that. It's kind of a weird situation because like you're like you have your thing, but like, is there something like I wish somebody was covering these schools or this area or like you know like I wish I saw more HBCU coverage
0: a lot of HBCUs they don't have they don't have consistent beat writers and it's Mm -hmm. not just small it's not just small schools that you don't know but I mean I I, from my knowledge the Washington Post doesn't regularly have you know beat people that cover even Howard you know what I mean so even Mm -hmm. a school like Howard sometimes gets especially in the bigger cities, I think they get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, You know, like I said, I went to Winston-Salem State, and I was lucky there that, you know, at the Winston-Salem Journal, you know, they have a dedicated beat writer, and they have had him for 20-plus years, and he knows things, and he knows Mm -hmm. things that are going on. Um, But I think, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just, you know, a matter of of making sure that people are plugged in, you know what I mean? Uh, And I really want to get to the point where (laughs) HBCU game day is everywhere, and I have, you know, people that way, so so that's really my goal to just kind of touch places that really are being touched. But uh, it's uh, it's it's always it's always interesting, and I and I mean I and I get a lot of times I get why I get I know why that is that maybe some of the HBCUs don't get touched as much, and it's a numbers game. You know what I mean? You know, media is everything now is click based. In some schools, even mm-hmm. even for us, really, it's a challenge to get. Uh, you know, it's a challenge to get people to click on them. But they don't really have a, that big of an alumni base or, you know, they're spread out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, uh I understand the challenges at some point, but, you know, I feel like, you know, other places could probably try more, but hey, you know what, if they're not going to try, you know, we're going to be there.
1: You'd be awesome if you could do, like, you know, have, like, the like the nationwide network type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Is that something? It's like, well, you know, like, one of your, like, five-year goals, you know, like, your goals for, like,
0: Definitely. Um, I mean, you know, it's a situation where, I mean, they're always going to be, um, you know, they're always going to be people who are going to be looking to build their portfolios and build, you know, what they do. Um, and so, you know, I can use some of the knowledge that I have and give to them. I mean, I've already Mm -hmm. had, you know, someone who was a photographer, uh, you know, going to shoot things for us, get a job with a school, you know what I mean? So I think, mm-hmm. you know, the more that I can have successes like that, you know, hopefully that will draw draw more people in and, and and get them interested because I mean at the end of the day, nobody really knows these schools the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think you're starting to see, you know, ESPN with you know, with their with their thing, they're trying to dip into it a little bit now that they have invested money in the celebration ball with the MIAC and the Swag. But they're, you know, it's it's kind of high level, you know, it's kind of high level and, you know, kind of product based really. Whereas us, you know, it's just like, we're just gonna go and we're gonna be on the ground. And I think- Like actually there. Yeah, my be on the ground as many places as we can be um, and just, you know, look for moments. You know, my thing is just recognizing moments, you know, like with the somebody mama or something like that, just, you know, I think I have a good grasp on on recognizing moments and if I can get, you know, people, you know, in dedicated areas, that's that's kind of, that's my focus. My focus really initially was just to give me a job, but now my focus is on, you know, getting my company black and other black owned media to really, you know, own the digital space because mm-hmm. I mean there are, you know, and I'm learning the difference between black targeted media and black owned media, but I think it's very important You know, everyone wants to work at the network, at the networks and everything like that. But I think that it's very important that we, we, I think over the last 50 or so years, we've lost that um, emphasis on Black-owned media, um, you know, and, you know, it's got its challenges. Um, One of the challenges is, you know, definitely getting advertising and funding for it,
1: Mm -hmm. you know what I mean?
0: Because you are competing with these national networks. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's not that many people that are going to be dedicated and work for free and work another job when they can say, hey, I work one job and get it all done. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what our challenge is to kind of, you know, raise that funding and raise that capital for our black owned business. So are
1: you excited about not only with your company, but like just the future of HBCU mm-hmm. sports coverage since you already having people that are. Passing through, like they're they're doing it too. Are you excited about the future?
0: Right. Definitely. Um. I think you know, the, like I said, the more that we can tell. I mean, because really, it's about telling the stories of these uh, young men and young ladies. Um. You know what I mean. So the more that uh, you know, we can. Because the more that we can tell their stories, the more that that helps out HBCUs and that puts them out uh, in a positive light and that puts them out uh, where, you know, students can say, hey, you know what, I don't have to go to, you know, I don't have to go to uh, LSU. I can go to Southern and, you know, I can still get, you know, my story can still be told and I can be somewhere that, you know, people that people recognize me for what I do and my accomplishments. So, um, you know, I just... You know, it's just that. Uh, yeah, the more the more people that are out there covering it, the better it is for the for the student athletes and for the universities. So, you know, uh, it's always a great to push forward, and it looks like a lot of other people are doing it. As long as we are teaching them the right way to do it. Thing.
1: Have you ever gotten frustrated with the lack of coverage of something? not necessarily, like, as a whole, but, like, there was, it was has there any, been a situation in particular, like, really, y'all not gonna cover this? Is, has it ever happened before?
0: Uh, man, um, I mean, I guess not anything particular that I can think mm-hmm. of. I mean, I think it's just a, a matter of the good stories, that the good is that people have overcome things, that people aren't don't necessarily pay attention to. I mean, Mm -hmm. but that's like, you know, like anyone else, you know, good news doesn't always sell as well as the other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, if I see something that's, I guess me personally, I don't, if I see something that's not getting covered, I, I feel like it's my job to shine the light on it so mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of anything specifically but yeah I mean I think just in general just more of the stories of uh of, of these young people and of these institutions I mean I think historical you know, there's a lot of historical stuff that uh is sitting out there it's kind of and it's in it's in and it's there and, and I see it but it's not really getting told so that's where the next thing of, of what we're trying to do and that's documentaries um come into play but yeah I think if that's it that's it's more of that now
1: hmm. That and that's something. So a lot of people love history, but mm-hmm. like history, first of all, we don't even learn it. But I think that right. that would be so cool. I'm already excited just <laughs> to see whatever it is. Y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, I, I, we have a lot of ideas, man. A lot of ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time going through um, old issues of um, some Google, some uh, newspapers that are online. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many more that aren't. Uh, but I find so many great photos and so many great stories. Every time I go in there, I learn something different. And it's like, you know, uh, I think Bomani Jones made a really good point that there's a whole history. I think he said there's a whole history of sport that's ignored because it happened at black colleges. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, and I think that definitely rings true. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, from today all the way back, you know what I mean? And I uh, think you think about HBCU football. You know, a lot of people will talk about, you know, grambling and and Southern, you know, grambling and fam you and all of that stuff back in the sixties when they were producing a lot of pro players, but you got to go back even further than that. You got to think, you know, they didn't even let black players in the NFL until. So all those guys who played at black colleges between, uh, between, you know, the twenties when they stopped letting them, letting them play in the NFL and and everybody that played in the 30s and most of the people played in the 40s never got a chance to play pro football. So because mm-hmm. they didn't get a chance to play pro football and because they went to black colleges, their stories are lost to time. Whereas, you know, you can read about, you know, you can read about, you know, the, the guy that they named the Heisman after or so many of those guys. Because, and Fred Grange. I mean, there was a guy I found out his name. Uh, his, name was, his name was Jazz Bird. He played at Lincoln uh, in Pennsylvania, and he was a contemporary of Red Grange, and you know, there's some a really great photo of him running against Howard University, because they were uh, the big powers at the time: Howard, Lincoln, and Hampton. Um, you know, there's a great picture of him, and he was real. And i read the newspaper accounts, and they're basically saying he was just as good as uh, he was just as good as uh, Red Grange, but because he played at a small black school in the 20s, mm-hmm. nobody knows his name. He's not even really. He's really been forgotten by time, really even, you know, at his own school. I think he may be in their Hall of Fame now, but I'm not sure if he is. But I know he's not at the College college Football Hall of Fame. I know he's not in the Black College Football Hall of Fame. But he definitely belongs there. Um, So, I mean, there's so many guys and there's so many people who played, you know, basketball, football in the 30s and 40s that didn't get a chance to play professionally but were great, and they were really mythical figures in their time. But they're really Mm -hmm. only – and again, that's where it goes back to black media. Only black media was covering them. You know, I feel like that's kind of where my my uh, mantle is to just kind of to unearth those stories as well as tell the stories of the black the, the athletes at HBCUs now, um, kind of in that same tradition. So that's kind of that's kind of where my goal is.
1: I didn't go to HBCU, but everybody I know, like, mm-hmm. it's, there's so much pride, and there's always like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's always been there, but. As far mm-hmm. as he now with like the resurgence of like the, mm-hmm. the racism and all this stuff, do you think right. like the just the wanting to hold close like do you think that kind of helps like people just as far as viewing your stuff, you know, just like following with the HBCU
0: sports? Yeah, I think cause I think you know, and I'm and I'm really happy, but I think we're starting to see we're starting to see people who didn't go to HBCUs follow us. And that's how you know. I know that we're on the pathway to something that 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 is really powerful because that expands it outside of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's uh, yeah. I think you know with everything that's going on the Black Lives Matter movement and you know, um, like just last night, uh, Hampton did a uh, they did a tribute to uh, the the man in Charlotte that was killed. You know what I mean? So things like that. Um, I mean, it's. A, It's sad, you know. I hate to look at it as a marketing opportunity, but because of the things that are going on in the world, it is a chance for HBCUs to show uh, a place where, you know, uh, 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 you know, it's uh, a place where, you know, they provide a sort of an outlet to where you, you know, you're not really getting that backlash, at least it's your school. What is it
1: that makes you like keep going?
0: I mean, I think it's just it's just the, the feeling there's something bigger, there's something bigger and feeling like you're breaking ground and doing something that hasn't been done to me is something that uh, is definitely uh, something that I uh, enjoy. And I think that drives me and, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, building a foundation for something that, you know, I think could be, you know, big in the future. So, um, I mean, yeah, but like you said, just, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just, you just, See so many great people doing great things, and you just kind of want to, you know, keep that going and, and, and let people know about it, and, you know, just kind of, you know, be like, you know, like a drum major, I guess, you know, just let, you know, people know what's going on. So,
1: mm-hmm. any advice for somebody who wants to start their own thing, whether it's like telling black stories or just doing something different from what they already do?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you just kind of. You got to, you know, you're going to know if you want it or not because, you know what I mean, it's just going to be those times where you don't want to get up. But are you going to get up or are you not going to get up? I've had things in life that I thought I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. I got, you know, a couple months down the road into it or a couple of weeks down the road into it. I was like, I really don't. Thank you. But, but this has been the opposite. I started off I was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then it's just gotten more and more important to me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if, you you know, like I said, you're going to be tested, you know, when, when you're not just, you know, this, when this, when your paycheck is coming from something different than your passion, you know, you're going to be tested to see if that really is your passion is when, you know, you still have to go and do other things, but, you know, you can't wait to get off and get. Off of what is what is paying your bill, so that you can get to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's the thing. I think is just to keep plugging away and don't let things. Um, the, you know, you you can't. You know, if it if it's not a if it's not a passion, then it'll die out. But if it is, then you know, stick with it.
1: You don't need like the traditional access with quotes around it. You need the access right. that you. I guess people assumed you needed before you don't have to physically right. be everywhere to kind of chase your dream or like tell the story that you want to
0: tell. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it definitely, I mean, I definitely don't think, I definitely don't think what I'm doing now would have been possible a decade ago. It'd be possible without social media really become really taken off. I mean, you know, it wouldn't, you know, Five years ago, yeah, five years ago probably would have been, well, five years ago, and uh, probably about, probably about six or seven years ago was probably, came, you know, possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, when uh, Jared started HBCU Digest, I think is in twenty ten. I wish I would have started then. You know, that was, I think, at that point, Facebook was a little bit easier to get likes and things like that before Facebook really figured out how to monetize things Yeah, and make money off of it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – so, you know, you have to get a lot more creative now. But it's – but, yeah, I mean, you know, just with technology, the information out there, it's about are you going to be on the ground – I mean, are you going to be able to follow the information out there and then what isn't there, are you going to be able to go and get it from somewhere? So do you do a lot of uh,
1: thinking outside of the box? Like, you know, like I'm not – necessarily doing the traditional like game recaps or like, you know, like just the traditional things that I'm thinking about, like that regular sports writer. Do you do kind of. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, uh I mean, I think recaps, I mean, even, even in my, in my other job where I, you know, I do sports that aren't HBCUs, they really don't have a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of value. Now video that recaps do have value a lot of times because, um, especially the division two schools. You know, the MIAC and the SWAC, they have those you know, those ESBN contracts or whatever, but uh the CIAA and the SIAC, those schools, I mean, and we've my partner Tyler Carr has moved down to Atlanta and he is um, you know, he's there and we're getting a lot of uh, the SIAC really a lot of times falls through the cracks because um the MIAC and the CIAA are on the East Coast mm-hmm. and then the SWAC is division one. But the SIAC is, you know, mostly small private schools uh, in, in the deep south. So Alabama, you know, Georgia, you know, a little and Tennessee, and I mean, Ohio and, and Kentucky sprinkled in. But, you know, those schools don't really get a lot of media coverage, uh, TV or otherwise. So, you know, we've been able to bring them here and they have uh, definitely been a, a good source for us. And a lot of times some of the bigger schools. Um, you know, the bigger schools, they get covered a little bit more. So they aren't as necessarily as just happy to be covered by someone. You know, you have to, kind of have to do a little bit more to impress mm-hmm. them a little bit. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, we plan for what we're going to do. We just kind of try to think, uh, kind of get the most eyes on what's going to uh, have the biggest impact. Um, you know, sometimes it's going to the big schools and the big games and sometimes it's going to the small schools where, you know, no, you know, no one is going to be there TV wise. So you're going to be the only one there. So
1: that is because it's not necessarily competing with like the big markets, because I mean, they're not even necessarily even doing it most of the time, but just that it is kind of like also like competing with the Internet. In all the stuff right. that's flying through. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. interesting.
0: That's the thing. We just try to keep, we just try to keep our our, our ears to the streets, as they say. So just to know mm-hmm. what things are important culturally. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to tell, you know, we're just trying to, to tell those stories that haven't necessarily been told in a digital way. Um, the more that we can, the more that we can do that because, you know, I think I, I you know, I think you know I, I've seen SB Nation do some stuff on HBCUs now, and I'm not going to say it's because of HBCU game day, but I am going to say I'm seeing more stuff now than mm-hmm. I was seeing before on HBCUs. Um, you know, of course, ESPN has their new site in there. Um, again, they have now they have deals with some of the HBCUs, so you know, yeah, there's exactly. kind of that, kind of that kind. Yeah, you know, they have the. Celebration Ball, which is the BAC and the SWAC, the two Division One conferences. And that's of course sponsored by ESPN. That's ESPN's bowl game. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, in their interest to promote that game. Yeah, but definitely. um and those conferences, because they don't know who will be out of that. But, you know, so I think we're starting to see people trying to dip their uh footprint into it. And that's cool, you know what I mean? That's that's all good. It's great for the schools, but for us, you know, we're just gonna keep continue to be on the ground because nobody's going to be on the ground like us. Nobody's going to recognize the moments like us. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're just going to keep leading from the front. You know, that's, that's my whole thing.
1: The difference, like not only just be on the ground, but you understand not only what people are looking at online, cause you look at it too, but then also like y'all are just with the, let's say with the people, but like, you know, like you kind of, you understand what they want cause you're around all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. last night, you know, um, Last night, of course, they had the Swag Surf, and, you know, that's – when I was in school, that was just coming out, you know, but now it's, like, so cliche, but that was just coming out. But, (laughs) you know, you had that. I think it was KK Psy at the end of the game. I posted a a video of them, the guys just doing a hop at the end of the game, and it's getting a lot of reach beats now. So, I mean, just, just just knowing the culture and knowing what's important it's that's the whole thing about it. And that's why I call it HBCU game day. I mean, there are different schools, there are different schools in different divisions and different conferences, but there's so much overlap, uh, but culturally, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's kind of all the same. So, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of get to the point where you can kind of predict what's going to happen. I mean, of course, you know, at the time of dog, uh, the time of dog comes on, you know, the cue's going to hop, mm-hmm. you know, and I think everybody knows that, but you know, just certain things like that, you just kind of, recognize the signs and you're just aware and I think that there are certain things that we're looking for that um you know certain things that we're looking for that we kind of know it's really just about the culture it's you know it's, it's about the HBCUs and it's about the HBCU culture but then really honestly bigger than that it's about black culture so I think that again that's why you're probably starting to see people who aren't necessarily HBCU graduates uh gravitate towards us on uh Twitter and Facebook and things like that. So, you know, it's just really about putting it out there. Not exploitive either. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. in with in with the crowd. You know, we're just we're we're there for the fans.
1: The fact that y'all like are doing this without funding, amazing stuff. Yeah,
0: it's um it's you know, we we're, we're we're working towards, you know, uh deal with Corporate sponsors soon help, you know, where I won't be paying out of my own pocket, you know, anymore. But, um, but yes, um, you know, it's like I'm sure you got from Perry and all the things like that, man. At like this thing, when you have that connection, when you have that connection, it drives you. Whereas a corporation, especially if they're not seeing the returns they want, mm-hmm. and if they're not getting corporate sponsors. At some point, they're gonna be like, "Hey, you know what? This market really just isn't working for us." But you know, for us, this is this is us. It's not. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna go on regardless whether or not we show. it. We may as well just show it and promote it, and you know, let people know that it's out there. So when everyone else pulls out and they decide they don't, you know, want to do this stuff anymore, you know, we'll be here. So yeah, just just be there. Be original. Don't be anybody else. There are a lot of uh, you know would be media companies and people who, you know, aren't really doing any type of creating at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course we all do some type of curating, but I think for, for, for our purposes, as much original stuff that we can have is the better. Um, And people will know that. And I think they, they know that when they see that and, you know, sometimes, you know, we see other people with our stuff, you know, I will, I'm not, I'm not about being petty and flagging it, but you know, (laughs) uh, but at the same time, it's uh, it's flattering and just to know that you know people when they when they think of hbcu game day they're gonna think they're gonna they're gonna know they're gonna get something that they're not gonna get anywhere else and they're gonna Mm -hmm. know that you know we're plugged in it's just stay plugged in and just you know never really stay far away from the culture
1: what's the worst part of being like a digital media company
0: (laughs) uh early on sometimes you get those um especially in sports you get that because you you're basically you know when you're applying for credentials that mm. it can be, um, you know, people are kind of looking at you sideways. I think now, uh, you know, we've been credentialed not only at HBCUs, but at you know, Duke football game earlier this year and, um, you know, different things like that uh, to where now I think we have, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we've got a name for ourselves, but early on, you know, especially because everybody, anybody can have a blog, Anybody with cell phones and cameras, anybody can do videos. So um, I think you know, you know, I think it's just making making people respect you, um, what you do. So that's why you know it's important for for us to go out and uh, and to to break news stories and things like that. Because you know, once people know that you're serious and take you seriously, then you you know you, you got somewhere going. Because there's so much noise and there's so much out there. That uh you know if you can't hard to break through that, and luckily, I think that's another reason why I chose to do a HBCU game because I felt like it was a place where digitally at least there really wasn't a lot of noise so, yeah. um that's true. yeah, it's uh that can that can be frustrating, I think, for people who are trying to break into the media field, i mean, you know if we would if I were to try this, you know go to get credentials to the Charlotte Hornets with just a blogger, you know, email address, it would have been a lot different, you know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's at a point where, you know, hey, if there is Kyle O'Quinn coming to, you know, who went to Norfolk State coming to Charlotte, you know, I can say I'm with HBCU game day. You guys have a visiting player who was going, uh, who went to HBCU and I want to interview him. Can I come? You know what I mean? At least I feel like I can get my foot in the door better now with that. So, yeah, the frustrating part about it is that and then not having, you know, yeah, not especially when you're going out and doing things that cost money is not having necessarily uh the money to to do everything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's definitely the other obviously.
1: So we're going to end on a positive. What what is the best thing about being a digital first company
0: or media it's company? Just, it's just seeing people enjoy and consume what you do. Uh, And when people get, when you get the reactions from people, you know what I mean? You know, you're always going to have people who are going to be naysayers, people who are going to be negative. But when you get positive reactions, like, um, I think, uh, I think uh, someone uh, that messaged us last night on Twitter, they were like, they wanted to meet us. And 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 I was busy, so I didn't get a chance to do it, but I was like, I was like, that's cool that, you know, this little thing that I did just because I wasn't getting paid and I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting jobs, you know, mm-hmm. has become something that people feel a connection with. So just knowing that, you know, you've made that connection with people and that, and when you start to see the numbers that it's a lot of people, I think that's the the biggest thing where, you know, you know, your, your work is being consumed and being appreciated and being uh, recognized, so. That's uh, that's definitely been the biggest thing.
1: That is cool. Okay, so where can people go see HBCU Game Day content, right. everything online?
0: Right, right. Well, hbcugameday.com, uh, the website, of course. Uh, we also have, of course, Twitter and Instagram pages and uh, Facebook uh, as well. Uh, Facebook is two words, HBCU Game Day, but Twitter and uh, Instagram are at HBCU Game Day. Uh, and then we also have a YouTube channel where we're going to be doing a lot of band stuff there as well. So, um, so yeah, just just search HBCU Game Day, but uh, HBCUGameDay.com is the website.